And welcome to Food for Thought. I'm Dee Dee McGrail. <laughs> You're Dee Dee McGrail today. Hi, I'm Laura Mangone. We've both had a hell of a day. <laughs> hell of a few days. Hell of a few days. Yeah. So, um, I have to. I have something interesting to share with you. I recently was listening to something on NPR and the actor Dax Shepard, who is married to the actress Kristen Bell, oh, yeah. has a podcast. Uh-huh. It's called The Armchair Consultants or something like that. And um, I, I, never, I don't really listen to podcasts all that often. I have a lot of friends that do, but I really don't. Mm-hmm. But now I do. Because I'm listening, um, I've listened to about three or four of his interv- interviews so far. And they're number one, they're hilarious. And um, I downloaded uh, a podcast player on my phone. I got a new phone from Santa this year. Been having fun playing around with it. I bet you have. And um, I just for the heck of it on Google Podcasts, I thought I would look up Food for Thought, and there we are. And all yeah. our glory, all of our episodes. Yeah, so, well, you, ch- you checked what iTunes? But it's not, uh, no, it's Google Podcasts. Mm. So it's not Buzzsprout where we, you know, Who load knew? them. So it's been picked up by Google Podcasts. So we are now. Did we do that? Tw- what, how did we do I, that? I don't know how we did that, but. Oh, oh, okay. The voice from above, literally and figuratively, the voice from above. My boyfriend upstairs. Deirdre's fiance, Don. Thanks, Don. I did that. So I pulled (laughs) it up, and it has your real name. Uh oh. So you might want to reconsider the Dee Dee McGrail, and it has the whole description. Wow. Of our show. Wow. And then you can go and listen to So that's yet another any, yet platform. another platform. So we're iTunes, we're Buzzsprout, we are P A N J Radio, we are Red State Talk Radio. Although and I now never tell although I never share that. Spotify. We're Spotify and Google We're everywhere. And Google Podcasts. We're pa- we're practically we are, major Garrett. And we just celebrated our fourth anniversary recording together. That's right. Food for thought with the two Can you of believe us. I've been doing this for eight years? No. I this cannot. is my eighth year. No. Well, it's my fourth year. Well. Um, yeah. I mean, I did a post that I know you saw, and with Rob's help, our producer and owner of PANJ Radio, and your brother who did it with us for you never tell people about a that, year. You never tell people Red that State? Red State. No. I, you know what I share, I share the encore link because okay. it's Red State Radio, but it's their encore channel, quote unquote. So I share that. I don't share the Red State Radio. Well, for those of our listeners who don't know, and I'm also struggling with my voice a little bit, so uh-huh. that's why I sound like this. But um, yeah, so our national State, station, our national station is a is a, a right wing political platform started as a right wing ring right wing political station but now they have much more content much more lifestyle right, I, but programs we're, we're still one of the few ugly stepchilds of that a few station. yeah but th- there's more and more actually i've been listening on there and, they, yeah, and uh, the problem is i think because encore they really only this- have like three or four political stations uh you know programming programming really yeah I mean, Scott Adams, he's the one who took over for Laura Abrams, is yeah, that her name? Yeah, Um, You know, pretty well-known radio gal, podcaster. Right. And I think when he got her gig, mm-hmm. he just, his focus became, you know, more all political and right. not really embracing the other lifestyle programming, although I know he wants to. I think right. he's just got a lot on well, his plate. Well, and they do now. I mean, I tune in periodically yeah like there's a wine show there's and there's a wine show there's a money matters kind of show there's right. a uh, it's funny it's because a lot of their programming mirrors panjs there's a, a couple like a divorced couple oh uh, yeah which is same as panj right, right the only thing they don't have is our tax guys or the stem <laughs> stem civics stem civics yeah but, yeah cool so, anywho 
Um, so, food. so we're on Google Podcasts if you want to wow. find us another way. We're Thanks, there 24 <laughs> 7. So, um, yeah, this program that Dax Shepard does is pretty hilarious. You should listen to to a couple of them. This is this is uh, what's her name, Kristen Kristen Bell's, Bell's husband. husband, but he's an actor in his own right. He's been right. in many films, um, and he's been doing this really, fu- really funny, funny podcast. He's a funny guy. It's called the Armchair Armchair Expert. Yeah, I remember seeing him on a couple of interviews, yeah. and I thought he was delightful. Yeah, he's a funny dude. And Kristen Bell is delightful. Yeah. How can you not like her? So uh, just, you know, by the by, I was listening to something on NPR. He was promoting his podcast, which led me to download the podcast app so I can play the podcast. And there we are in all our glory. And we should get, we should get on NPR Oh, okay. I'll get right on that. I can barely get the restaurants to get back to me to say, why, yes, of course, we'd love for you to come and and do a a locale taping at our establishment, which you would think they would be jumping all over. But you know what? It's It's the end of the year. Yeah, the end of the year. People don't. It sounds like a great idea. But then in practicality, when they want to put it on the calendar, it's like, okay, when are we going to have these people in? It's going to interfere with our service. I know we've done potential. we've done quite a few. Though. No, I know we've done. I think because it was November and December, nobody was you know into it. But I have right. three firm. Okay, that sounds great. I want to do it in the future. So do yeah, I do. yeah. And you're not going to tell me where who they are because you like to surprise um, me with the. Well, I do like to surprise you because one of them. Are you timing this? I am. Um, one of them, you're not going to be surprised because it's the same guy I've been trying to get for months now probably a year uh the place in new hope the place the (sighs) there's also there's a new there's a new ribs uh place in you know we don't like to feature our localness so much but it's Uh in frenchtown um new jersey and it's called vagabond oh nice and they do like a lot of meat and ribs and barbecue, which I don't is know. not it's kind of a conflict really... with or more than barbecue guys. I love those guys. Yeah, but love didn't they guys. move? They didn't move. They're in Lambertville still. They're right around the corner from where the station was. So, but then they get like a and new they, location. They also do. <clears throat> they opened up another. Location. They opened up another location. Okay. Um, and they still are at the farmers market in Stockton. Right. And they're at the Easton Farmer's Market. God bless them. Yeah, all of these all farmer's markets. I know what that means. And mm. to have like a, just a functioning the, restaurant the and doing packing farmer's markets. And, and it's just, just that whole aspect of it. I have to say, that was one of my least favorite things was doing bridal shows. Ugh. Oh, my God. Hated those. You know, because in addition to, yes... I had my four crates or suitcases or tubs full of my promo stuff, the, you know, the, the literature, the pamphlets, the things right. I'm handing out, the things they're looking at, the photo albums, the fake cakes right. that I would fake have, cakes. like displays of all these fake cakes that I made with plaster. and. But luckily you don't do this anymore. I do not do this anymore. I we're too old Retired from cakes. You know what was the, the, I had one tasting. So let me finish that thought. So aside from all the paraphernalia and the promo stuff that I'm handing out and the literature, <clears throat> the information, quote unquote, that I'm handing out and the fake cakes for people to look at and the photographs people look at, yeah. you, I would do like six different tasting cakes. Of so, course, I, you know, course. I have tiered, beautiful tiered displays of and how, this is our carrot cake with the spice buttercream and this is our chocolate fudge with the blah, okay. blah, blah, blah. And how happy oh. were you? How happy, because I did a few of these, probably not nearly as many as you did over oh the God, years, but them like how month. happy were you when you didn't get a stinking job out of it? Um, I was not happy. I, I was not happy. No, <laughs> no. not happy at all. But, all. but I have that? to say, I always got jobs. Did you? Every single bridal show I ever did, I got brides. I got parties. But the the straw that broke the camel's back, aside from the fact that I stopped doing cakes when... Um, 
you know, my mom's health was ailing and failing a little bit and I needed more time to be around <coughs> for her. Um, it was the thing that was killing me. It wasn't the orders. It wasn't the production schedule because I was doing like 300 cakes. I was doing like multiple cakes every single weekend for the entire year. Right. It wasn't any of that. What was it? It was the tastings. Where the bride and or the you know the bride and the groom would come, yeah, with their mother and the mother-in-law and the sister and the brother, and I was doing tastings for like six to eight people, and everybody had like an elbow, everybody had an an opinion. Can you imagine? It's kind of like back when I was engaged to be married a million years ago, and I was registering for China Uh, and doing all this crap. And I cared so much about every little detail. I don't give a shit about any of that anymore. Can you imagine caring that much about your wedding cake? No. (laughs) No. And and honestly, I did it for for a solid... I mean, I didn't start doing cakes. I did it for probably a solid 20 years. Yeah. And I was into it. I loved it. I did love it. I like the creativity of it. I like the production of it. I like the impact they made. Yeah, but after 20 years, are you kind of done? I'm totally done. That's why I stopped doing it. But the (laughs) the straw that broke the camel's back was a tasting that I did. And literally, the bride and her future mother-in-law were like almost at each other's throats about what they had to do and what they, I don't want that. No, this is what you, like the mother-in-law was telling her what kind of a cake she had to have. And the bride was like, F you, no, it's my wedding. I'm not having that. Right. I remember my mother-in-law. I was was like, okay, you know what? This is the last tasting I'm doing. This is it. Suck it in, people. This is the last one. And they care so much. I remember the one thing um, my mother-in-law, who is, you know, I'm divorced and Mm -hmm. have been for many years, but um, my mother-in-law, I adored her and she passed away in 2016. Mm -hmm. But I remember one of the things that I did not want at my wedding was tuxedos for the guys. Okay. I just wanted, like, I want a suit. Mm -hmm. Like, I just want black and white. Like a nice, nice, like straight tie, and, and she was so again. You, oh, she, she said, you have to have tuxedos. You have. And I remember thinking, no, I don't. No, but you I, don't. I let her have that one because I did adore mm-hmm. her. And right. <clears throat> but it's so funny what people think is just the only thing acceptable well, for a wedding. Yeah, everybody has their own feelings about things. So yeah, I I. So Food. anyway, Food. Um, I was I was I'm very happy I'm not doing cakes. I mean, I still do them for certain people. I just <laughs> did Kelly's for her wedding. You do, you know, I do members. family, friends, and right. You know, you're gonna do my wedding special, cake if I ever get married. Uh, what do you mean you ever? I thought you're getting married well, in we're April. Engaged, but, uh, no, it's not April. It's not happening no, in April. It's not. It's gonna be. I'm thinking 2022. Oh. <laughs> If we're are not, you, if we don't, if we don't die of heart attacks before then, before then. Good God. <laughs> so yes, I will make your cake happily. I will happily oh, make I saw cakes a pretty for... one. Yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to remember where I saw it. it was Facebook or something, but it was, it was like a a, a tiered, not tiered, tiered, a, a stacked, stacked wedding mm-hmm. cake, and it had I have fondant. Mm-hmm. And it Which had, I love working with. It had um, drawing, oh, nice. like like painted, like painting. Yeah, I do and that. And I've I've never seen that before. I've done that actually. So it was painted I flowers really pretty... with vines and stuff, and then it also had fresh flowers. Which yeah. I did you know, one on a cake. I'll try to find the picture for you, where I painted dogwood branches, and then I had small little dogwood flowers that I made out of gum paste. Oh, it was beautiful. It was probably pretty. Yeah. I did I ever oh, well. show you we're I, moving on with our creativity we're did, different I, outlets I don't think I ever showed you um the picture of my wedding cake I don't think I ever saw it no it was actually pretty cool was it I did a, a stacked cake mm-hmm. 
And it's really, it's hard to describe because it's so, but it basically try to imagine um, a vintage, um, oh gosh, it was. Like lace? No, 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 no. It was, um, it was designs, Mm -hmm. basically half moons. Mm -hmm. Imagine half moons around the base of each layer. And those half moons consisted of very thin orange slices. Oh. And then in the middle of the orange slice would be like a raspberry. Oh, I want to say. And then dot, dot, dot around the perimeter of that orange slice was another piece of fruit, raspberries or something like that. Oh, so I want to see. The pi- just, do you have a picture somewhere? I, you know, somewhere. Oh, that's cool. It but it was really pretty. my friend Jean Marie, who we're still uh-huh. good friends. She yep. made it for me. And I just thought it was the coolest cake ever because it had no flowers on it. Mm-hmm. It had nothing. It, it just had fruit. That's and beautiful. That's what and it, Victorian, kind of, Victorian Vic, was the word right, I okay, was thinking of. Okay, not and vintage. So, yeah, kind of like so. Kelly's was like a naked cake, and pieces of pomegranate and blackberries. Yeah, it was lovely. I did have there were some flowers, but it was absolutely lovely, and completely understated, and a naked cake. So, you oh, know, yeah, like that's the, where the, 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 the sides are scraped removed. a little bit. So you see, I, I thought it was the most beautiful thing. All right. So we're, we're running out of time. We have to talk about, I like, have do lots you have of food, food stuff have to lots talk of about? Food. I've been cooking for two days. Uh, I have more to do tomorrow. We're having right. my family get together on Saturday and then our company Christmas party on Sunday where I do all the cooking. I never oh, want the God. guys to cook. So I'm. It never everything. ends for you, Laura. It's okay. I'm it still never ends. It. I'm still All right. It. Running out of time. So um We'll be back. Yeah, I gotta key up the music. So <laughs> we'll yeah, be back. Whatever. Here it is. Ha ha ha. Attention all timeshare owners. Is this what you'd like to do with your timeshare contract? Do you own a timeshare and just one out? Thousands of timeshare owners are getting out of their timeshare contracts. With the help of timeshare compliance, timeshare compliance can legally terminate, tear up, shred, eliminate, trash your timeshare agreement, ending your payments forever, saving you thousands. So whether you're a victim of a high-pressure dishonest sales agent, or you were misled with what you were buying, or you overpaid and they underdelivered, call Timeshare Compliance now for a free consultation. With one simple call, the trusted professionals at Timeshare Compliance can legally rip up your timeshare agreement and help rip up your financial suffering. You could save thousands. Call now before another payment is due. Timeshare Compliance is A-plus rated by the Better Business Bureau. Call 800-726-5390. And welcome back to Food for Thought. We're back. So it's uh, Happy New Year. Happy, happy. As Barbara Walter says, this is 2020. Remember that from 2020? Yes. The program she used to say, enunciate every, this is 2020. It's 2020. And I I saw something on Facebook where someone said, okay, I have not seen a single Jetsons car. I know. I've been waiting my whole life. Although, Although they have them. I was just talking to someone recently that Tesla, the Tesla, the new Teslas are autopiloted. And in California, they are autopiloted. Like they'll be just a car driving down the street. So that's okay. Pretty, we'll they're, see. They're not up off the road on a monorail yet, but they're they're autopiloted. There. Of course, I saw something recently on the news that said that they've been predicted that auto cars, mm-hmm. auto driving, is going to be like completely taking over for the past ten years. It really mm-hmm. hasn't happened. Mm-hmm. Because I would imagine there's a lot of snags with that concept. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, so Christmas Eve. Christmas you had Eve. Christmas Eve and I had Christmas Eve. I did. And I made... Did, and you did you make the bacala? I did. You texted me numerous times about questions about it. I uh, did. Did you soak I wasn't, it? I wasn't... 
soaked it for three days. Good girl. Um, uh, refreshed the water. Yeah. Two to three times a day. Good. And I made the stew mm-hmm. nice. with potatoes. And I forgot that did you, you told me. Did you do the olives? I did olives, but I forgot that you told me to do leeks. Leeks. And I did, leeks. Red, I did red onion. That's okay. It was all right. It's not the same, but it's all right. And I felt like. And fish broth? A fish broth. I made my own stock. Nice. From. Um, Salmon heads. Salmon. I was going to say salmon. That's the only fish you ever have around is salmon. Salmon heads. Nice. And it was it was good, but it was like, I don't know. You know, it just I'm not sure that I loved the consistency of the fish. Really? Did you cut it up in chunks? I did. You know, it just wasn't, uh, I'll just, I'll bet you a hundred dollars that yours was better mm. because you've been doing it more. Right. But so we did. Oh, it's Mario's grandmother's recipe. I mean, I've literally been making and it what for kind of 36 black, years. What about the black olives? Were they uh, Cal- Kalamata? Kalamatas. I did Kalamatas. But I don't, yep. I throw them in. I don't let it cook. So I start with the leeks and I put a lot of leeks. And first I saute the green part because I use probably half of the green. Like yeah. I use quite a lot of the green. And I saute the greens first and let them go for about five or ten minutes. Because they're more coarse. More coarse. Then I put the whites of the leeks in, let them go. Right. In olive oil. And then I put in uh, the potatoes, which I've peeled and And white wine? Diced. No white wine. Oh, I did white wine in mine. Well, I'm sure it was delicious. Right, and then uh, the fish stock. I put a little bit of tomato product. I had made sauce, you know, gravy sauce, um, the day before, so I put you know a couple of spoonfuls of that in, and then I just let that cook literally for thirty minutes. Just fish broth, potatoes, and leeks. That's it. Then I put the olives in. And I let that cook for another five minutes or so. And then I put the cubed fish in and then I turn it off. Mm. Because I did this the day before Christmas Eve. So on the day of Christmas Eve, I'm going to reheat it. And that's enough to finish cooking the fish. That's and maybe, really incorporate that's maybe what the I flavor. didn't do um, right is that I... I did cook when I finally put the fish in. Mm-hmm. It was for about maybe twenty minutes, right? And I think it would have been better if I did it the day before, right? And then reheated it slowly. I think it was the consistency of the fish. It was a little tough for me, right? I mean, it was good, right? You know, it wasn't right. horrible. So that's one of the reasons. So I was cooking um, before I realized our furnace broke and there was no heat in our house i was sweating up a storm i had a t-shirt on i had shorts on and was cooking up a storm because on saturday i'm having my brother's family over for our like post christmas get together where i just make all kinds of comfort food and that's the number one reason that we i make my grandmother's minestrone and chili Cause I want it to get cold and sit and you know, like literally three days ahead you can make it because it's just going to get better and better and better, you know, as right, it, sits, it improves. Yeah. It totally improves. So I made that. Uh, I've told you this before. My grandmother's minestrone starts with you know, lima beans that you boil and slip the shells off of. So basically the bean that's inside is now, it disintegrates and it becomes the thickener of the sauce in the minestrone. Um, it's just such a good soup. I, I can't wait to have it. Do you it. put in uh, Parmesan rinds? I put in a lot of Parmesan rinds, but I don't put them in until the end. So really? basically it is just the lima beans slipped out of the shell, water, uh, cabbage. Red cabbage. No, white cabbage. White cabbage, Okay. Very finely chopped. Eggplant, skinned and minced. 
Skinned. Skinned and minced. Is this the only time you skin? Yes, an, only time. Plant? And when I was doing it, Mario walked through the kitchen and was like, why are you peeling that? I'm like, because I never peel. I'm actually allergic to eggplant and the skins have more tannin. So that's the part that I'm really allergic to, but I never peel them. I love the skins. Um, zucchini, mm-hmm. celery, potatoes. And you cook that until everything's kind of tender. And then you put in red kidney beans, mm-hmm. the Parmesan rinds, mm-hmm. and a pound of dittolini. And I actually, this year was the first why do, time. Why don't you put in the Parmesan rinds earlier? Because they just get too mushy. And I like them to be that consistency, that kind of, I love the gummy, you know, I love the chewy, flavor chewy that gummy. they impart. But if you cook them too long, they kind of like disintegrate. So I don't do that because I want to see those slimy little guys in there. <laughs> okay. Um, and that's it. You let it cook till the dittolini's done. And then you let it chill, refrigerate it. And I'm telling you, like three days later, it's the best thing on the planet. Drastically different. If I had had a cup of that soup when it was just finished cooking mm-hmm. or three days later. Totally oh, different. Uh, uh, like it's almost like it's a different dish completely. Absolutely. Yeah. As are most twos. And I, I, it's yeah. funny to me that some people uh, take umbrage with pre-doing things or letting like it's a it's like it's a leftover yeah no 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 you know some no, things are absolutely. so much better like so chicken cacciatore is so much better anything that's braised anything stew is yeah, so much better stewed, like braised. two or three days later absolutely. or even if, if you're doing a bully base make the the base the, the broth base. yeah and then when you want to add your seafood just do that like oh, before your, your bully base that day was so delicious <laughs> That's oh my right. gosh. I never liked my food. Ugh, it was so good. Well, it's so funny. So Christmas Eve, we had Mario's family, and usually we do it at the restaurant because, you know, my sister, brother, other, you know, our side of the family, my side of the family also comes. But this year, it was just Mario's side of the family, so we were only 16. So rather than having it at the restaurant, we had it at the house. I told you I was going to pre-cook you know, I was going to get the calamari and the smelts. That's one of the reasons doing it at the restaurant. It's awesome because I have the fry later right there so I can fry everything quickly. But it worked out really well. Like reheating them, was it was negligible. It was really good. But as you just said, I, I literally had, I didn't eat one appetizer. No. And, and there was a giant table full of appetizers. I think I had one shrimp. And then I had just a little dish of uh, pasta with anchovy sauce and... <gasps> With a scoop of the bacala stew on it, I that was, that was the it. one. That was the one thing that I did not make mm-hmm. was the pasta with anchovy sauce. Even though, because I was thinking, oh, so good. I, I'm the only one that's really going to love that. Oh, so good. So I just I'll come over one day. So How about just, the next time we're taping? I'll bring. I'll bring it. And make oh, it. I just I I, I, I just, would love it, but I I just I knew I would be the only one eating it. So right. I, we did uh, pasta with marinara. Nice. And we did linguine with clam sauce. Beautiful. And uh, for appetizers, I did a crab meat dip with artich—it was artichoke. Yeah, nice. crab meat nice. artichoke dip, nice. hot dip, and that was really good. Nice. Um, I did spadini. Yes, love a spadini, but without um. There's spadini. If you if you Google spadini, there's the traditional dish that includes like meat yes. and stuff. But the spadini right. that I've been familiar with is just the bread. Okay. And you skewer the bread yeah. with mozzarella cheese. Usually spadinis are anything skewered. You know, it could right. be a, a, a chicken spadini, a, a pork right. spadini. Yep. Nice. Um, oh, and with my... I was also really struggling because I now have on top of my um, what's it that thing that's wrong with my hip? You know that that thing that the vein that runs down uh, your sciatic sciatica. Yeah. On top of my sciatica, I now have uh, tendonitis in my elbow. Awesome. We're just going to take you out and throw you in the river. 
And <laughs> I went to my doctor and I said, so, you know, how did this happen? And she said, it's actually really common with chefs. Mm -hmm. she it's like said tennis elbow. Chopping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stirring. Yeah. And taking stuff out of the oven. Yeah. Will over time. Stress your Give elbow. you tendonitis in your elbow. So now yeah. it's, I don't even know what to do. Put I, an ace bandage on it. I put, I have a, I have a, brace a thing. Or... I have something that I put on and it doesn't. Doesn't help. Make it that much better. Get some. It does for a while if I'm not doing anything. Get some CBD cream and rub it. All um, right. I'll put that I've on heard the really list. good things about CBD. I'm going to start investing in it because between my two knees, which are arthritic and painful, and my hip, which is arthritic and painful, I'm going to just start rubbing that. I'm going to like bathe in CBD lotion every night before I go to sleep. It's supposed to be very helpful. Do you remember when we did the Stockton Farmer's Market? That yes. guy gave us that little thing of cream. Yeah. Tell you what, that stuff helped. Did it? It helped. Would it help my tendonitis? Uh, it might. It can't hurt. Try it. So anyway, when I was making the the conch, I only do this maybe once a year, the conch mm -hmm. and congeal salad. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But I was so, my elbow was hurting so badly. You had it like tucked in there. That I had to. Brace it, kind of. Push my right arm into the side, my Your side. ribs. And I had to use my body weight to, to, to slice the conch. Your... Oh, baby. Ouch. And then I couldn't. Uh, the onions for anything. I couldn't, you know, the horizontal slice that you do with onions to chop them. Which you do first and I do last. <laughs> yes, I know. I'm right and you're wrong. Wrong. I do the I'm horizontal right first. Wrong. You do the horizontal I'm gonna second. Pull, I'm going to send you every video of a Jacques Pepin and Julia Child cutting onions. All right. All right. Anywho, so you had to so like brace I actually, yourself? I actually took, I couldn't, that horizontal cut couldn't do it without a lot of pain. Ow. So I actually cut up the onion and put them in the Cuisinart because right. I couldn't, yeah. I couldn't chop the onion. But, and the conch was a little bit too thick because I was like, again, holding <laughs> my elbow against yourself. using my body weight to push forward and back. But it sounds like you need a mandolin. <laughs> Yeah, if I had used a mandolin with frozen with your left hand. Oh, there's so much I can't with I cooking. There's so much I can't do with my left hand. Really? Can't chop. I'm totally ambidextrous. I can do you both are? with both. I can't yeah. julienne red peppers with my left hand. I'm particularly very good at painting with my left hand, like cutting in, like right or left. I don't know why I can do, I, I am ambidextrous, I guess. Well, I never really thought of it that way, but I can do stuff with my left just as well as my right. Not just as well, but I can, but you can, but do I it. can do it. I can use a I, knife. I can, can open imagine, a can. I can, I can't. Know. And it makes, makes my job. I've actually mm. wondered if I can keep doing my job because mm. if this elbow keeps getting worse. What did the doctor say? The doctor do said about to, it? She said to um, to physical therapy, but I don't even understand how that's going to make it better because because I... it's going to strengthen the ligaments around whatever the tendons are failing, and it's going to it builds up. Physical therapy is building up around. So for my knee, physical therapy. I'm building up the muscles around that are supporting the cartilage, supporting and the, the kneecap and the tendons and the screws that are now in there. It's, it builds right. everything Maybe up because, around. Because I haven't been doing as much exercise and strength training and stuff. You know that... what? If you don't want to go see somebody, just Google. I mean, I, I have to say, our phones are amazing. Google physical therapy exercises for elbow tendonitis. And I bet you find a million things that you could just... Before you get out of bed in the morning, do a little bit of stuff. Can't hurt. Okay. Right? I'm trying to think of, the, was there anything else on your, oh, uh, Christmas Eve. Mm -hmm. So I actually had, so first course was the bacala stew. Nice. Second course was, we had linguine with clam sauce. The linguine marinara. And marinara. I didn't mm -hmm. do the anchovy because I just knew it wasn't going to fly. And the mm -hmm. spadini. Nice. Um, and then I had a whole 
third course that was going to be um, hanger steak and Brussels sprouts. And mm-hmm. I actually said, you know what? I'm full. <laughs> was everybody else full? Everybody's like, yeah, we're cool with that. So awesome. I just didn't even do the last course. Good. Didn't do it. And you had it for the next day. I did. It's in the freezer, actually. That's good. All right. We're running out of time for this we segment. We are. We'll be back. We'll be right back. Explore the river towns of New Hope and Lambertville and be part of the fun. Shop in the area's most unique stores, from antiques to toys to apparel, and you're sure to find a -a one-of-a-kind treasure. Make a reservation at one of Lambertville or New Hope's variety of dining options. For dinner, wine, beer, or an artisan cocktail, indoors or out, grab an ice cream cone to enjoy by the river for the first Friday fireworks. Create memories that will last a lifetime at the river towns of New Hope and Lambertville, where everyone is welcome. Visit DelawareRiverTowns.com. And welcome back to Food for Thought. We're back. So because I'm only, you know, I never am just preparing for one occasion. I have like five occasions always in the hopper. Um, In addition to what I was doing for the, you know, the chili and the fried chicken and the mac and cheese and uh, grandma's minestrone and the stuff I'm making for Saturday. Friday, tomorrow, we're going to have dinner at a friend's house up in Bedminster. And I said, well, you know, as usual, what can I bring? So when I was making, he said, he t- our, our friend Tommy said, well, this is, we're having a roast duck. We're having uh, roasted root vegetables. You know, this is sort of what we're doing for dinner. If you want to bring an, something before, before or something, and it's our kind of friends' little get together. So I have a giant. I I don't know why I bought the like the largest head of cabbage on the planet for Grandma's minestrone, and I just use half of it, so I have a half a head of cabbage. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking side dishes for duck. And roasted root vegetables. I'm thinking, oh, I'm going to make something with cabbage. So I looked up a cabbage casserole, which is a very southern dish mm. that basically is a ton of onions, white cabbage. I also have a really like quote unquote gourmet jar of red cabbage from this really good um, Polish deli that I'm going to, it is vinegared, but I'm going to drain it and wa- you know wash it out a make bit it, make it less vinegary. make it less vinegary i'm yeah. gonna saute a ton of onions the white cabbage throw the red cabbage in there that's how i prefer it is less and vinegar th- and, less german right exactly and this um casserole has basically a bechamel mm-hmm. with it so you you know the cabbage a bechamel little um buttered breadcrumbs on top it sounds kind of yummy to me so i'm gonna make that and also, and I sh- I can remember talking to you about this last year. We were talking about hokey Christmas things. Do you remember that big? <laughs> you were doing a Christmas party and you made she- like a cheese board in the shape, a of, a and the shape of a Christmas tree. tree. Right. So remember I showed you that olive Smoked thing? Smoked salmon in the shape, shape of, of a, a wreath. Yes. I know. But I hate you- that shit. I know. But do you remember me showing you the olives? On the cream yeah. sheet. I know. Well, I made three of them today. Of course Because I'm going to have one on Saturday. I'm going to have one on Sunday for our company Christmas party. Don't you ever want to stop then, cooking? I really don't. I kind of enjoy it. I kind of am addicted think... to being at ShopRite at 6 a.m. I don't know why. Uh, I know. It's messed up. I'm so tired. Laura, There's something I think desperately wrong with me. I don't think I want to be a chef anymore. All right. Well, let me let me say how delicious this thing is. God. I should have brought a piece of it. So right now I have three um, cones. <laughs> They're basically cone-shaped um, cream cheese with a combination of red peppers and green peppers, which I did in the food processor and then drained. Um, pickles. Mm. A ton of basil. A ton of parsley. Sun-dried tomatoes. 
and garlic and a little lemon juice and salt and pepper all mushed up with the cream cheese. And then I formed it into a cone. Mm. So right now it's getting, I know you have a disgusting look on your face. So (laughs) right now it is getting firm. And tomorrow it is getting firm. And right, and tomorrow I'm going to press in it. I have like four different types of olive cure, um, olive oil cured olives. Mm-hmm. Black, green, the pichelin, big ones, little ones, all different shapes and sizes. And also I'm going to mince up some sun-dried tomatoes. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to press them all over this thing. Oh, I'm going to post a picture of it. Then I'm going to put little sprigs of rosemary in it. And I'm telling you what. After I made this cream cheese mixture, every person that walked past me in the kitchen today when I was making them was like, oh my God, that smells delicious. Oh my God, what is that? So I got a big thing of Christini out and I smeared a bunch of them, left them. Every person in the in our kitchen today, there's like two, four, six, eight. It's like 11 people in the kitchen today. Every one of them was like, oh my God, that's delicious. That's the best thing I've ever eaten. So this little cream cheese cone is going to have olives all over it with rosemary. I'm going to make a little star out of a red pepper. Oh, no, you're not. I am. and Or maybe a yellow pepper. And I'm going to post a picture <laughs> when I when we put this online. I'm posting a picture because it's going to look adorable. And serve it with crackers and you just smear it out. Yummy. All right. Well, so, you're a saint. In addition to that. So that's Friday night. I made oh. I made three: one for Friday, one for Saturday, one for Sunday. Sunday is our company Christmas party, mm. and I never have anybody at work cook. I'm the only person that cooks our Christmas party food, and we ping pong between. You know, I let everybody decide. I kind of subtly over you know the month of November, well, the month of December, basically, ask everybody. You know, what do you feel like having at the party this year? Sometimes it's Italian food. I've made Moroccan food. I've made Greek food. I've made Spanish food. I've meant, you know, and then I do try soup to nuts of that cuisine. Everybody wanted Chinese this year. Uh So at this very moment, I have 25 pounds of pork ribs marinating. And this recipe is a recipe that I used to make for my dad all the time. And they are like Chinese Spare ribs, like real deal, rubbed with five spice powder. Mm-hmm. You make a marinade with soy, sherry, honey, and hoisan, mm-hmm. and they're marinating for three days. Then you roast them on a rack covered mm-hmm. with a little water in the bottom for an hour. Then you take them off. Then you broil them. I'm telling you what, these ribs are going to be effing delicious. All right. I'm and proud I'm of you. And making general... Toes chicken. All right, lead you to your question. Can I ask you? Okay, because in this school that I am working at as a chef, quote unquote chef, because I actually open a lot of cans. I know, but you you say the Um, school lady, cafeteria lady. I couldn't find. I got these uh, battered, battered chicken pieces Mm -mm. that you can. Oh, come on. Well, it's too late. They're already bought. And they won't know. They're kids. They don't know. But I couldn't get the General So's chicken. So I have not Googled it yet, but I did buy some sweet and sour sauce. Yeah. Because I was thinking that that's probably a base. Uh, What do I So Ginger. In in my opinion, what makes the General's chicken is the fact that you use cornstarch. Uh-huh. And not just breaded. It's it's cornstarch. Uh, All right. Well, these kids, you know, because that know. makes it so crispy and delicious. Um. So the sauce, which you can mar- you marinate in and then use as a sauce afterwards. Mm-hmm. So basically, you're marinating the chicken pieces. Then you take the chicken pieces out. You um, combine them in a combination of flour and cornstarch and fry them very quickly, and then the marinade gets cooked a little bit and put back on the cooked chicken and tossed around, and that's it. You're done. 
Okay, so what what do I do to the? the I so just got sweet and sour sauce. All right. Well, it's hoisin. In addition to that. Well, if you were just making legit General's chicken, this is how you make the sauce. So your sweet and sour, you can figure out however you want to put it in there. But basically what the sauce is, is hoisin sauce, vinegar, soy sauce, a little bit of sugar, and cornstarch. And that's it. That's it. Sounds to me like I take sweet and sour sauce and add a little soy to it. I would add soy to it, or I might add hoisin, because you know how hoisin, oh, hoisin has yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. Last time I did it, yeah. It, it has that. Is... It's almost like that bean sauce that the unguousness. Like yeah, 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 yeah. Feeling yeah. to it. I would put the sweet and sour. I'd put some soy. I'd put some hoisin. I mean, you can always put ginger, garlic. You know, you can put your your trifecta of herbs and aromatics. And the great thing about about teenagers is that they don't really they know. They don't really know shit. If it's crispy chicken and it's got some chicken and there's and sugar rice, in it, <laughs> and there's sugar in it, they're exactly. gonna be like, "This is the best thing I've ever had." Exactly. And I'm like, "Ugh." So, so I'm like on the roll with the Chinese. What I'm making, I'm making all kinds of fun stuff. I'm making chicken lo mein. Mm. And of course, I like, you know, took a poll of everyone. What's your favorite? When you order Chinese, what's your favorite thing? What do you make? What do you order? Making chicken lo mein. I'm making the general's chicken. I'm making shrimp with broccoli. I'm making uh, vegetable fried rice. We have a couple of vegetarians, so rather than I like to make pork fried rice, but I won't. I'll make vegetable fried rice. Mm -hmm. And it's not crazy vegetable. I mean, I put cabbage, carrots, onions, celery, and mushrooms. And Mm. that's it. And fried rice. And I scramble eggs because you have to scramble eggs for fried rice. How would you feel, you know how I've told you that one of the biggest frustrations with working for a school or a high school Mm. is that they're not eating my soups. If it's not... Chicken, chicken noodle, noodle or broccoli cheddar. Broccoli or, cheddar. Yeah, you told tomato me Tomato soup. So today I had um, chicken teriyaki soup. Okay. So from the leftover chicken teriyaki from last week or the week before I had in the mm. freezer. Yeah. I just broth. chopped it all up, added some broth. Yeah. And I had some of it and it was like awesome. You know, you would never think it was so yeah, you're nay. repurposed, they, you know? They wanted it or not. Not one sold. I don't care. This happens all the time. I have to throw away giant vats of soup mm. because the kids won't eat it. Because so they want... let me ask you a question. Will at work will they let you invest in just like a couple of sleeves of little souffle cups, and you can put little tea, just put them out there and let that. them taste it because they'll see how good it is, and that. then they'll have it. I have done that. I. Maybe once, you know, or twice. sometimes just like, it's hey, like, hey, just hey guys, it. taste this. I, it's just right. a little. So instead of six, it's called it a little amuse bouche for them. It's an amuse bouche, <laughs> right? Douche <laughs> bags. Stop. No, that that's from uh, mm-hmm. what was that movie? I don't know. Amuse douche. I don't know. It's a don't, food movie. I don't, I don't. What? A food movie with with that guy that when he had a food truck. What? Chef. Don from oh, upstairs. that's right. John Leguizamo says it, he right? Says, oh, that's right. Yeah. Oh. So yeah, I have tried that, but it just doesn't work. And I and now I'm like, wow, I can only serve broccoli cheddar soup, chicken noodle, tomato soup. Ugh. That's all they're gonna eat. Well, then you just got to get over it if that's all they're gonna eat. I mean, have a beef barley. No. no. Really? They bean, won't eat it. Bean, bean with ha- with ham. No, no, it depends because teenagers are what a shame. I think teenagers today in terms of eating are more like six year olds of 20 years ago. Really? They are so persnickety. They really are so interesting because they're so they're exposed to so much more. No, but not really. They're you would think their palates limited. have been more refined. Remember I told you it was a show or two ago and I did like a pasta bar mm-hmm. and I did, you know, pasta with meatballs and then I had sausage and peppers and then I had a bolognese. 
sauce. Yeah. I made it with turkey because I wanted it to be healthier. Right. And I realized after about 10 kids went through, I started telling the girl, don't say bolognese. Right. Just say meat sauce. Just say meat sauce and you'll love it. Right. And then one of the teachers is coming through is like the music teacher or whatever. And she's like, it's a meat sauce. I go, it's okay to tell him bolognese. The adults you can tell it's a bolognese. He can handle right. it. Right. But it, 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 in terms of what it's Just the named, terminology. They won't. And it's maybe you so should, should start being creative. Maybe you should start saying like surprise soup or... Uh, you know, start getting funky with the way your ter- the terminology you're using. Maybe that will be intriguing to them. I'm gonna have to get pretty creative in that department because I, I can. Hey, see... they're all music people, right? Well, they're music singers, actors, writers. But um, see, like I, I already I... have alliteratives going through my head, like uh, sharp. You know sharp soup well to or to simplify it soup scene scene true scene soup <laughs> to simplify it i had a wrap like a special wrap mm-hmm. for the sandwich and it was mm-hmm. on a spinach wrap right you can't say that i knew i couldn't say spinach but i called it a green wrap okay so they think it's politically correct right they're like okay green wrap but the moment you say spinach i mean i it's that's, very frustrating. Yeah, I, I don't very, like it. That seems very frustrating. I don't love it. Yeah, I, I don't know that I would love it either. <laughs> All right, back to my Chinese food. Oh, but my I'm chi- sorry. My I... Chinese food. So vegetable fried rice, pepper steak, spicy wow. green beans, vegetable mm. egg foo young, and the egg rolls I'm ordering from ShopRite. <laughs> Good for I, you. I I'm have... proud of you. Yes, I am. But it's going to be like, and I'm going to make these ribs, which I'm telling you are going to be delicious. That sounds like a lot of options. It is a lot of options, but we're like 30 people and everybody's hungry and everybody goes home with lots of leftovers. Everybody's happy. We play our saran wrap game, which I'm going to do, put together tomorrow. You know that big thing, that big ball I make? Oh my gosh. Explain to our listeners what that is. We literally have 54 seconds. So the saran wrap game, if you've never played this with a group of people, I have done it. This will be the third time I'll be doing it this holiday season. Um, You go to the dollar store, you buy lots of fun things from candy to toiletries to mittens to cell phone holders to all kinds of interesting stuff. Crap, in other words. Basically crap. And you wrap it all up in in a big giant saran ball that gets giant. So it's a giant ball of crap. Yes. And then... And then what do you do with the But people get very happy when they're unwrapping it under pressure while someone's trying to roll doubles on their dice and everything that pops out is what they keep. Uh Aha. Candy bars, mittens. So it's it's like a greedy... Yeah, it's a greedy game. Totally greedy game. Greedy game for a bunch of shit. Yep. Exactly. Okay, we're out of time. <laughs> and we're out of time on that note. <laughs> so, I will report back. Listening. I yes, will post a picture of the week. saran wrap game and my Christmas tree cheese ball. <laughs> Thank you, Laura. Uh, you're, a, you're a saint. You know, you're going to heaven when no, you die. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. Yes, you are. No. You only hear the good stuff. Uh-oh. Oh. <laughs> See you the- next time. See you next time. <laughs> <laughs>